Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. And welcome back into the Canicuck Institute podcast. Uh, we are excited to be back with you guys. Missed a couple of weeks. Keith, give us an update on just where we have been and why we have not been in studio. <laughs> Chad, I, I think all of you guys out there in the audience today understand a little bit about what go, what's going on right now. The Institute is starting. And I tell you what, Chad, it has been a great last, what, three weeks that feel like three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys all know that we have... Uh, we have purchased another place for the Institute, and uh, it has been such a joy, Chad, as we have moved down the street from Kauai, a place that we've been so thankful to be in for the last 15 years. And before that, we were at Holiday Hills, and uh, a lot of things came up over uh, you know, last year, um, and we were asked that you know a lot of n- new renovations were going to be done at, at the home of Kauai, our favorite place in the world. And when all this happened, uh, it was a little bit, you know, Chad and I began to look for places to to have the new institute and where we will be. And Chad, I think you looked at maybe, what'd you say? It felt, it feels like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to find a place. And you know, what's really fun is that God put us to our knees and we begin to pray and, and thank all of you guys out there that were praying for us and continue to pray for the ministry of the Institute. Because what happened as a result of of, of prayer is that uh, a guy called and said, hey, I really believe that God has put you guys on our heart. Uh, we just really have a heart for discipleship, and we love what you guys are doing with the equipping and the entrusting to these young men and women that are coming to Branson from all around the country, and we would like to sell you our resort. And <laughs> I tell you, the next thing uh, that began to happen is we begin to make a lot of phone calls, and we're going, oh my gosh, you know, how can God pull this off? And guess what, guys? God did a miracle. Uh, we needed uh, an amount of money that was going to allow us to put a down payment down. And as a result, God did exactly what he needed to do. And we were allowed to go to the bank and put that down payment down. And here we are. We're the owners of a new resort called the Cottages of Lakeshore Drive. Formerly, it was uh, the uh, Lakeshore Resort. And if you want to go online and look at it, it's Lakeshore Resort on uh, Lakeshore Drive. And now we've changed it to the cottages of Lakeshore Drive. Um, we've changed it, and uh, we this will be the home forever uh, of the students that come to the institute. And we are so excited. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I just God's sovereignty in this whole deal, as far as the timing goes. You know, we had no idea Kauai was going to renovate, and uh, certainly didn't have a solution. And you know what we were going to do for this year. What, what what did you just what stood out to you as far as God's <laughs> kind of overarching plan in this whole deal. You know, Chad, it's really fun because over the summer I was studying, and and I've talked about this before, studying the book of Nehemiah. And Nehemiah wasn't even born when the, the, when the uh, Jerusalem was torn down, and, and yet he had this passion for his homeland and his people. And his goal was to get his people to do a mission that only God could have pulled off. Well, I think that's how we felt, is that it's going to take a God- centered uh, miracle to pull this off. We we were to the last hour of finding a place for us to be able to put the Institute this year. And all of a sudden, Mike, who just believed he and his daughter believed that we needed to have this. 
And it was a result of prayer. You know, I know you and I and all of the staff of the Institute were praying, God, give us a place. And all of a sudden, God just said, here, here's a place. And it wasn't just good, Chad. It's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and, and when you look at a place that you're going to buy, you have to ask the question, you know, does it have good bones? You know, is it going to really meet our needs? And uh, everything about it met the needs of what we're going to do with the ministry that God has for us. These uh, places that they live, these cottages, this resort, when Mike turned it over to us, it was fully furnished. I mean, it wasn't just partway done. It was rooms with uh, kitchenettes, living rooms, bedrooms, bathrooms, furniture, outdoor furniture, pool, docks. We're just going, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, when we, I, I just know that when we walked over and looked at this place, and I never really paid close attention to it until it was offered to us. And all of a sudden, my eyes probably, I looked like one of those cartoon characters where the eyes go, you know, your eyes just popped out of the sockets because you go, you've got to be kidding me. And so, you know, Chad, in answer your question, it, it was just overwhelming, an answer to prayer, the timing, Mike coming to us and saying, we would like to sell this to you, and how quickly it was closed and how quickly God raised up men and families that wanted to help us make this uh, dream become reality. So yeah. I can't say anything other than, Praise be to God. Yeah, yeah, and the and the timeline has been crazy for those of y'all that that haven't been following along. We we closed August nineteenth. Yeah. Our new students came in September third, so that gave us just about two <laughs> weeks to flip it. And 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 like you said, it was it was in great condition. But there were some things we wanted to do to to make it specific well, a for students. Hot tubs just happened to be sitting out in the middle of the living room, and yeah. I mean, you're going, we can't, we're not the love tub people, you know. Yeah. And you don't put that out in the middle of a room. And 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 we went, we've got to get plumbers, we've got to get construction workers, we've got to get electricians, we've got to get all these people in. And Chad, by the way, you did an incredible job of getting all these people lined up. And what we watched God do as I was out there raising money. You're out there getting people all lined up to put make this thing happen. It was a, in fact, what we're going to talk about in our uh, episode is how that God uses gifts of people to pull off nothing less than miraculous events. Yeah. And and what we saw God do is, yes, all these things that happened, and it looked like ants all over yeah. uh, our cottages uh, because everybody was doing their thing. We've got people uh, cleaning walls. We've got people cleaning carpets. We've got people Paint, cleaning painting, windows. Yeah. We've got people power spraying. We've got painters. We've got guys taking down fans, putting up fans. We've got electricians putting taking down lights, putting up lights. I mean, you just can't imagine. I mean, all the things that were happening, you as a listening audience, it was awesome. And it, to the day that the students came we were still, to the moment they came, putting things together and getting the last touches done. And when they walked in, they went, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. They had no idea what went over the last two weeks. <laughs> and, and really a special thanks to, I mean, we had 50, 60, 70 alumni, yeah. Yeah. friends, families come in and, and be a part and clearly uh, could not have done it on our own. So just a huge thank you to everybody that, that showed up and was praying or giving 
of time or resources, man, we're just incredibly grateful for your sacrifice. Yeah. Thankful is a great word because, you know, one of the things that I, I know that Nehemiah did is he went to the Lord in prayer and he prayed that God would do something uh, bigger than himself. And when I think of what God pulled off in the cottages of Lakeshore Drive for the Canicuck Institute, that's what he did. He pulled off something bigger than ourselves. We have a resort that is far greater than I know we deserve. And I know it, it just makes us happy and warm walking in there. And as a result, you know, yesterday I walked in and I see 15 people at the pool. I go down to the lake. There was probably 20 people on the docks. I'm walking around and, and they're everywhere. I mean, and just you're going, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen because they've got their place. That that really is their place. Yeah. And and they're walking around going, uh, enjoying each other. It's right on the lake, Tiny Como. And so here they are just enjoying life. And there they are cooking food together, serving their foods together. Other people walking by saying, hey, what are you having tonight? Well, I'm having chicken. Hey, how about, you know, can I put a couple on your grill? I mean, it was just, it's just amazing to yeah. see what God has done. Yeah. So to to switch gears just a little bit, yeah. not not right to the topic, but you know we we just witnessed a couple of weeks of reconstruction of yep. the property, and now the last two weeks we've watched some reconstruction of hearts um, as our new class has arrived. Give everybody just an update of uh, what what's been going on for those alumni. You kind of have a feel for what's going oh, on. Oh yeah, but, you do. But for those that maybe the two percent, um, right? Those those that may be listening yeah. that that don't know what's been happening and what have you seen God do? You know, I I love that question because if you was to ask me what the institute's all about, I would say this is what it's all about. That what Paul said in Galatians two, for we have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives through me. The life which I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and he died for me. You know, Chad, it's amazing to me sometimes how we run right through that verse and we don't really understand, for I have been crucified with Christ. Mm -hmm. It is no longer I who live. And redemption is coming to the point where you understand the blood of Jesus Christ and what he did for us. And what we've watched over the last, you know, two weeks, it's been a process. You know, one layer at a time, we've peeled back like an onion, trying to get to the root, to the 98% we wanted them to be totally honest. And then the last few days, we've asked them to give us the last 2%. Yeah. And when they get honest, and when you see the value of confession, and when we confess our sin, God is faithful. And he is faithful to forgive us of all unrighteousness. And when I think of that, that the unrighteousness that we have, we must confess that. And I saw these students, and y'all do it every year, that confession is such a big part of our life because what it says, it says, I am willing to be authentic. Because until I become authentic, I'm, I'm only playing a masquerade. And so being crucified with Christ means I am literally, it's no longer I who live. So it's everything in my past is past tense because of the blood of Jesus. I am a sinner. Now, I'm no longer going to be ashamed to share with you what my past sin is because I am now freed in Christ. Yeah. Because the, the mistake that a lot of us make is that we think 
I can kind of masquerade and that I can tell everybody I'm okay when I'm not really okay, but they're going to accept me because I'm better than they are or, yeah. or others, and I'm not really that bad. But it's really been neat to watch these kids get honest with them, with first with God, and then because they're honest with God, now they can get right with others, and then now they can be honest with their moms, dads, old relationships because they're no longer afraid like a fugitive who keeps looking over his shoulder to hoping he doesn't get caught for something that he did. But they're going, I'm willing to say, I am messed up. I have made a lot of poor choices, but I have owned those and I've been been forgiven by God for those. And I've gone to others and I've been reconciled with them because I was reconciled with God. And I am free to walk in freedom that I could never walk in before because I was always a little bit dishonest with who I was, because I failed to go 100% and be honest with God, with myself, and with others. Yeah, that's good. And if, if we could have our audience hear one thing, I think it would be this. That is not a one-time thing. Oh, no. Like, we, we are called as the believers in Christ to, mm-hmm. to discipline ourselves, to confess and to reconcile. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for so many, Keith, that 2% that they do when they come to the Institute, it's like, holy cow, I've never done that. I feel free. And what we're trying to say is, great, you feel free now. Don't stop. Right. Don't stop making it right with God. Yeah. Don't stop making it right with people. And even, even in our audience right now, we've got alumni that that did the 2% here and maybe have something that's broken or, or, or unreconciled. What would be your encouragement to them today? Well, I love that, Chad, because you know, being crucified with Christ, I have to realize it had nothing to do with me. And if I have my relationship with God, my horizontal relationship with God intact, then I can have my vertical relationship with others right. But I can't make a vertical relationship with others right until my horizontal relationship with God is made right. And so I have to go to God first and say, God, thank you for uh, the privilege of my life. But God, thank you that I can ask you for forgiveness. Because if I can't do that, I'm trying to live my life in my own abilities, my own gifts. And as a result, I know I'm going to fail. But I don't really know I'm going to fail because I think I've gotten away with that for a long time. And I think that's what a lot of students find out, that God is a God that wants to take our sin. He took it on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I think a lot of people don't know what they do is, is, is an affront to God. And so they need to come before God and say, Please, Lord, forgive me. And there's a lot of you out there today going struggling with something. And you're going, Chancey, I wish I was back at the Institute. No, you're right where you need to be. The Institute does not uh, save you. The church does not save you. Jesus Christ alone saves you. And so even right now, you can just go before God and say, God, forgive me. And he hears that. And he does forgive. And he makes right the crooked heart. And he wants to heal that pain and You've never been so bad that God can't forgive you. And I think that's the lie that we believe sometimes. We believe that, that, that I, Chancy, this time I've been so bad. No, we are all wretched. But yet, and that's why I like what you said a while ago. How many times a day do I need to ask God to forgive me? Many, many times. Yeah. Because sanctification is not a one-time deal. It's I'm the rest of my life, I'm going to be going to God and saying, God, will you forgive me for that thought, for that action? for losing my temper, for being frustrated, for uh, my lustful thoughts, for my attitude, so many things. But yet God says, I heal you every time. And, and as a result of me coming before the Lord and, and having this relationship with Him, because it is a relationship, no longer just a religion, 
But my relationship with him is that I want to make it right with him because he redeemed me. He made me right through the blood. I won't sin as much, but I will sin until the day that I die. That, that'll preach. And a great reminder to all of us that, um, that, that reconciliation, that confession is a part of the Christian journey and one that we need to constantly be circling back to. And so we're going to keep talking uh, about those kind of things here on the Canic Against the Two podcast, but we're sure glad to be back with you. We're sorry for the pause. We're excited about what God's doing, not only in the property, but in the lives of our students and our alumni as well. And just want you to know today, we're really, really grateful for you guys. We love you, and we'll talk to you next time on the Canic Against the Two podcast.